One of the really tough parts of being a parent, I think, to someone with a substance use disorder is that even if my kid and we are doing everything that is advised or we think we are, long-term recovery isn't always a guarantee. How do you address that issue with families who come to you and, and are looking for some advice and some guidance? I think what we have to do, because it's not a guarantee, is we have to be honest about that. And we have to let family members know up front that, unfortunately, relapse is a part of the process. And it doesn't mean that they've failed. It doesn't mean that they won't ever be successful. We learn from that, right? We um, individuals learn from mistakes that they've made. They learn where they need to make adjustments moving forward. So I think sometimes parents look for reassurance that returning to use is never going to happen. And, and we just can't say that. We have to just be honest and upfront that they may have a setback. But as long as they take the steps necessary to get back into treatment or to reestablish going to meetings, that's the important part that matters. And they learn from that. I read that you are a rainbow advocate and educator and treat members of the LGBTQ community. Is that so different than treating other clients? It is in some ways. Um, the differences that we see are, are typically, um, statistically more members of the LGBTQ community tend to develop co-occurring disorders, mental health disorders, and substance use disorders at higher rates because of different experiences with trauma, homophobia, transphobia. So in terms of trauma treatment and daily treatment, that all looks very similar. But I think there are certain things that um, we need to pay extra attention to when it comes to the LGBTQ community, because they come with a lot more stuff, typically a lot more things to work through, uh, family rejection, rejection from friends, the culture of using substances and partying within that community is really rampant. So we have to work on some of those issues as well. Bethany, I was told early on that I had a lot to learn if I wanted to be able to help my child and for me to become part of the solution. So what steps can a parent take to begin to become better educated? I think the first thing that you have to do to become better educated is to really let it soak in that the first thing is taking care of yourself, right? And through taking care of ourselves, we can begin to find support through other arenas. So there are so many great books out there for parents. The Four Seasons of Recovery is a really, really great book for parents of children, Um there are so many more podcasts and online resources, getting education of the disease. But first, we have to start to take care of ourselves to open our minds up to the possibility that education is even out there. Bethany, as a mom, the idea that my good intentions and my attempts to help my son might, in fact, be enabling his disease. And, and that's very upsetting and confusing to me. 
So how do you distinguish the difference between compassion versus enabling? Yeah, so very, very good question. We often get that one a lot. So enabling is doing something for someone else when they can do it for themselves and when they should be doing it for themselves. So if they're mentally and physically capable of doing something for themselves, but parents step in to do that thing for them, that's where it starts to become enabling. Um, so paying a bill for them, making sure they're getting up on time for work, things that they're able to do, which we might see as compassion because we love them. We don't want to see them stuck. Those things can actually hinder their growth process through enabling. So compassion is being a listening ear, being a sounding board for them to talk through different ideas and struggles that they're having when we start to take over their responsibilities, that's when it starts to become enabling. Yeah, thanks, Bethany. Um, I wanted to ask, how can I better understand what family recovery involves? And especially for me in a family where there's been a divorce and uh, divorced, one of the divorced parents is still an active addict. And then uh, how do families or parts of families um, get, get to that stage? So family recovery is very much a parallel process to the recovery that individuals are going through when they go through treatment and when they start their recovery journey. So a lot of the things that we're asking individuals to do, like go to meetings, find a support group, get a sponsor, we're encouraging family members to do the same thing and sort of start on that parallel process journey with their loved one who's struggling with the addiction. And it, it can take family members a little bit more time to get to that point of feeling like they're doing well in their recovery because they didn't get to go to treatment for a month. Um, because they're not starting to necessarily work on some of their issues as immediately as someone who has an addiction. And I think it's tough when there's so many layers to the family with um, addiction being present genetically, with um, extended family members having addiction problems or mental health problems. I think it's really important that everyone kind of do their own work and self-reflection, even through individual therapy and then potentially family therapy as a unit can be really helpful in that healing journey. Um, Bethany, what kind of guidance do you usually give uh, at first when parents are finding out uh, about the, the kid's substance uh, uh, use or abuse, uh, and it may not be just normal uh, kids being kids, you know, or mental health conditions that are, uh, you know, that are clearly there that the parents might not have known about. So when parents are first finding out about mental health conditions or that there's substance abuse or misuse going on, I think that that one thing we can do is kind of normalize the fact that this occurs in so many individuals and in so many families worldwide and that it is a disease and sort of start to educate that 
you know, this is not a moral failure. This, this really is a disease and this can be shocking and we have to validate that and validate concerns and also um, continue to provide the education moving forward about what this means. Education about the actual mental health condition, education about what substance use disorder is, and then educate how family members can start to become part of the process as well. Bethany, thank you very much.